Hey everybody, welcome to the SideQuest Podcast. My name is Luke. And I'm BJ, and Matt is still not here. We're thinking that he just got eaten at this point. I, I Like, living here alone and having no one around has, like, gone into my monkey brain, and I'm like, maybe Matt doesn't want to come back. <laughs> <laughs> Intrusive thoughts coming through, just like... Maybe they, they gave me the house and aren't going to come back. Even though it's I completely irrational, everything that they own is here, and I'm just waiting for them to get back. I'm like a fucking puppy or something. Well, so you pretty much moved in. Yeah, 100%. Hell yeah, so do, so when they move back, you're not going to go back to the parents. You're just like, all right, well, I'm just going to go to bed, guys. Bye. I, mean, I, I will every once in a while yeah. to visit and everything. Uh, speaking of visiting my parents, I have to now because we got my dad one of those arcade cabinets for Christmas. Oh, fuck yeah. And it's um, an Atari one, so it has a bunch of Atari games. And then we got him a stool that matches the side panels on it. It's super fucking cool, and I want to play that. I want to I wanna get one of those arcade cabinets. The problem is, right, is moving with that bitch. Yeah. Like, they're not as heavy as you'd expect in box, but once you get them built, they're really bulky. So that's a big problem. I want to get the Simpsons arcade one. <laughs> oh, that one would be sick as fuck. That or one of the Ninja Turtles ones. I could see it, like, you know the little where, where your record player thing is sitting there? I could see you just putting one up right there. See, that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> see, same page, my guy. I was also thinking of hanging all my Keyblades on the wall, like, at an angle. But we'll see. You got if you have Oathkeeper and Oblivion, they got a cross. They got a cross guard. I do have Oathkeeper. I need to get another Oblivion because I needed a Christmas gift for Paul last year, and I was like, "Fuck, I forgot to buy for Paul." Here, <laughs> here's Oblivion. It's Oblivion. Have, have fun with that. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Well, so this is gonna be the first podcast after Christmas. The last one was before Christmas. Yep. Which I should be getting up today because we forgot to Google Drive it. Yeah. But uh, how was your Christmas? It's pretty good. I've got to see my sister for the first time in a really long time. Um, you know, just got to spend time with the family. And then I got some stuff that I really needed for living here. I, it's actually really cool to see because, like, the room actually just looks finished. I don't know if you have a little bit more you might need to do, but it actually It's looks... really just the entertainment center that I need to finish. I'm, I'm just going to mount the TV, the sound bar, and then set up all the stuff that's going to be in the entertainment center. Um, and then right now, the only thing that I need is, like, a big uh, surge protector for all those plugs. Yeah. But I'm set. It looks sick as hell. Like, I, I love, like, you, you literally have, like, the dedicated, like, statues and things, like, collector's editions, and they're displayed how you would want them displayed. That's exactly how I imagined them being displayed when I was still packing everything in boxes because I didn't have space. I'm so excited to have everything out. Those, uh, those, those shelves... Walmart came in clutch. I love I love my shelves that I have just because like I'm like at thirty bucks. I'm like easy. Yeah, if you guys need bookshelves, go to Walmart. Thirty five bucks a piece. They have them in white, wood grain, and black, and they're super easy to assemble. No power tools needed. The the one that one I sent you that I saw like on an Instagram ad. I'm like fuck, that looks sick as hell. I yeah, really like a media shelf, dude. I really fucking want that. Cause I I in my in my head I look at like my shit and go I know where everything's going. Yeah. I need to I need to go through some of my stuff because I don't know if I'm gonna move out or not in June, but I want to kind of already just prepare for that and go. All right, what do I not need? Yeah. And what like, you know, just in case. And because even then, it's like if I'm not using it, might as well get rid of it. Type type beat. But like, I still don't have my collector's edition games like displayed. Yeah. I have the God of War statue just because that statue never fucking leaves any of my shelves because it's so fucking cool. But 
Yeah, I, I need to. I need to display all my steel books. That's been my biggest thing. I was like, "Fuck, dude." The steel book. The steel book shelf would be like the killer. Like, ah, oh, hell yeah. Yeah, that would be a good one to make like a. Uh, just like a lip on your wall, like a tiny little one with maybe something in the front. Open them all up and have them like line the wall. I would do it like because some of them don't have a back, but I would do it where you see the spine and the front somehow. So I'd just be like, "Oh, that'd be so sick." Hell yeah. Speaking of uh, steelbooks, I needed to find that Crisis Core one. Because I have Remake, I have Integrate, and I gotta think Crisis Core to, to, to shove on in there. I have the Integrate one, and then uh, for some reason I had the Final Fantasy VII case up on my old game shelf, and my mom had put one of those like things that automatically sprays air freshener every once in a while, and I figured out that it was leaking. So uh, I went to play Final Fantasy VII one day, and I pulled it off the shelf, and it was sopping wet. And I was like, what the fuck happened? I put it up high so that nothing could touch it, and it was just covered in this, like, oily scent shit. And uh, the case was, like, actually warped. Oh, no. From, and I was like, oh, fuck, please let the games be okay. So I opened them up, I checked the discs, and it looks like nothing actually was able to breach the plastic and get in there. Yeah. Um, so now I'm just using the Final Fantasy fucking Type-0 case to hold those discs. If you need me to get you, like, I think just seven OGs, like, If you have, case. like, the plastic case, yeah. that would be great. Cause... I, I can I can move over. Once I get once I get Crisis Core Steelbook, I'm just going to move over to have the Steelbooks on the shelf. Because that's been my biggest thing. I, I want to get uh, 16's Deluxe Edition, but it seems a lot for just the statue and, like, some acrylics. Yeah. Have whatever. you seen the, the Crisis Core one? I fucking want it so bad. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Dude, I fucking want it so bad. I I still haven't picked up Crisis Core because I'm still like indecisive on do I just buy it on Steam Deck or do I buy it on both? I mean, either or, you're gonna get the the kind of nostalgic portability of it. I that was my biggest regret on not buying it on the Switch was like when I went on vacation when I went to Kentucky, I was like, fuck, now I gotta play Pokemon. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, damn it. I do have a uh, a fifty dollar Walmart gift card that I got for Christmas, so maybe that'll be crisis cool. Fuck it. It uh, I've I've gotten to the point now, and I, I've said this: it's my favorite game, but it's not perfect. I'm at now the slog of the. We're not quite to the Nibelheim incident yet, but we're still not to Angeal's fight, and I'm just like. <sighs> See, I I don't consider that part the slog. I I like the way that that bit of the game is paced. And then it's like, after Nibelheim, it's just a shotgun blast of plot events with nothing connecting well, them. That end, that at least, is shotgun, so you always are like, oh, new shit, new shit, new shit. There are times in where I'm at now where it's like, we're slow. Like, I, I remember when I first met Aerith, and it was like, oh, I have to get my wallet back from a kid. And I'm like, fuck this shit, dude. But, like, from, from Nibelheim to where he's like, oh, I'm, a, I'm an enemy of soldier... There's like three cutscenes, and then he gets back to Midgar, and he's like, "It's been three years," and I'm like, "What the fuck happened between then and now?" Well, to be fair, it's the three years since uh, Nibelheim, and he, him, and Cloud were experimented on in a lot of those. Well, that's true. So yeah. it's, it has been three years since he's been to Midgar again. Not those three cutscenes were not the three year <laughs> gap. Yeah, co- that always confused me because I was like, "So th- you're telling me there's a year between each of these, and I, don't j- I just don't get to see where he goes hiding from people." The the one that gets me the most in in that game is still just that fucking selling flowers with Aerith is both so adorable and sweet, but also I'm like, let me fight something. Yeah. 
like it, every like in holy fuck like the Aerith in this game I they somehow did a good job at least for me because Aerith is supposed to be kind of a dork mm-hmm. like she's cocky and kind of like cheeky and like uh uh-huh, funny and this Aerith you can see the little bits and pieces of that yeah but she's not quite there she's young like I it it, it baffles my mind to realize that oh yeah everybody's like 14 15 16 in this game like yep. Tifa is 14 Cloud is she 15 she doesn't dress like she's 14 no. in that one the cowboy outfit's adorable she's literally wearing a cowboy stripper outfit <laughs> yeah well it's also anime shit so like they get away with True. like oh pretty much a teenager is an adult in fantasy anime world yeah I mean fucking Z- Zach is fucking 16 at the start of this story and I'm like and like by the end of the game I'm like dog you were like 48 now you've been through some shit yeah I mean it it makes it even more prevalent that they call him a puppy yeah but um i like the the pipeline of like you see Aerith grow up from crisis core to remake like she's cursing she's making innuendos and shit she's great i i really like the the, the difference they did where tifa is the more shy shy one but will kick your ass very easily I and then that. Aerith being the mage you think is more meek or whatever, but no, she she's willing to hit the chair, bruh. Yep. Dude, that, that scene was so good. They really have taken these characters and made me love them a lot more than I have before. And then Advent Children kind of exists, which is cool to see like once or twice, but then it, it really falls apart. Well, at least there is a definite some kind of retelling of uh, that movie coming out. Yeah, well, there's like a retelling of Dirge, which I'm hyped to see. Yeah. That I'm more excited to see because that's going to be fucking wild. I bet that'll be the uh, the integrate of the next game. <laughs> oh, that'd be so sick. Right? Oh, my gosh. See, what's funny is there's a lot of people who really love Crisis Core. The thing is, nobody really likes Dirge. Like, there's, It's not even like a guilty pleasure game for a lot of people. It's just bad. It's just a game that exists that nobody likes. And it's the Final Fantasy X-2 of Final Fantasy well, VII. The thing is, people really love X-2. Like, X-2 came out and was, for some people, especially the gameplay, like the sphere, like their stress spheres or whatever that, actually solid gameplay mechanics. It's just, it didn't need to happen. That's one thing that I need to bring over here, is my Kamari statue. Ooh. It's like a foot and a half tall. <laughs> my uh, my roommate is, is for, because he, he, I think it was back in October, he said, I'm done buying Lego kits. Because he bought uh, the fucking uh, Mandalorian ship that's like this fucking wide Jesus. and like this tall, and it was like he was like it's a lot, and so he, he said no more kits to the end of the year, so or till the start of the new year, and we're almost there. And I think his first kit is gonna be the Eiffel Tower that's like this fucking tall. Oh my god, dude! From the ground. The only one that I've seen in recent memory that I really want is the Tall Neck from Zero Dawn. That I was shocked that actually was a thing. Yeah. I was like, damn. I would actually buy that. That'd be a really sick kit to do. It looks really cool. They've got all the little bits that she's supposed to like grab onto to climb up. Speaking of kits, I bought some Iron Blooded Orphan uh, kits. So that was my like with the extra cash my mom gave me. She's like, "This we we didn't we we weren't able to get to the limit for you, so here's extra cash." Like sick. And we on our drive back from Kentucky, we stopped by Hobby Lobby, and I straight up went, "I can't go in there." And I was like, why? It's like, because I will buy something. And she says, I'll naturally walk to the Gundam aisle and leave. Dude, I I have never been to that Hobby Lobby, but my brain went, I know where they are. But that makes it even worse because it's like, oh, it's a new Hobby Lobby. They could have shit that I've never even seen. They had, uh, they tend so I, I have three, no, yeah, three Gundam Barbadoses 
three of them. Each of the different forms it takes in the thing. But I don't have form one. And that was the one. It on and on the on the box it says Gun- Iron Blood Orphans 001. And I was like, oh fuck. And then I got the the Bale model as well. So I got two of those. And the Bale uh, one's cool. Yeah, Bale's I love Iron Blooded Orphans. Like I we even we were we haven't caught up to it, but we've been watching Witcher Mercury with Matt. Yep. And it is it's really good. It's definitely more lighthearted than I wanted it to be, and I know Matt wanted it to be. You've been enjoying it. I love it. Uh, but I think it's just because for me, my two favorite Gundam series is Double Zero and Iron Blooded Orphans, and those just start with tragedy. Yeah. And then Im- I mean, this one also well, no, starts with tragedy, the but then it gets way more lighthearted after that. That's the thing. That. It starts tragedy and then never lets up. Yeah. Like Iron Blooded Orphans has moments of levity, but the, in the in the same episode, they show you good shit. They go, all right, so someone's gonna die, war is gonna happen. Get ready for some depression. Uh, I think we're building back to tragedy. See, I don't know. From what I can tell from what people have been saying online is this is very much the school slice of life season. And it seems like season two will be the... That's that's what I'm expecting is Uh, shit to pop off in season two. And it's going to hurt even worse because of season one and getting to love all these guys. I think think that's going to be the thing. I personally just don't like slice of life when I want, like, action, I guess. Yeah. Which, but granted, I'll say the characters are great. That's one thing that Witch Mercury has nailed is every character. We got, uh, was it Juju? The Choo Choo. Choo Choo. Bro, that shit, when she just laid that bitch out, I was like, oh, let's fucking go, dude. Yeah, Choo Choo's the best. Certified hater, but. <laughs> love her to death. I love her. Uh, what's the guy who got, like, uh, who lost the Gundam fight and was, like, disowned? I, I'm I liking, can never remember his name, but I like his arc of, all right, fuck you then, Dad. I'll just live in the fucking woods. Dude, that was, like, wild. I'm like, oh, hell yeah. I like I like where some of these arcs are going. And then uh, what's the the gray-haired Alan or whatever? Yes. That whole thing. That was fucked up. That shit where he's, like, singing happy birthday. And the second time we hear happy birthday, we're, like, not happy. And then the real version is, like, gaslighting Soletta <laughs> now. I... That's also the thing is I think Saleta is one of the best protagonists in any show because we're seeing the homeschool energy now and I'm just waiting for when she steps up and is like the leader. Yeah. That I think that character is going to, if they do it right, which I think they will based on how well this is going. Considering how slow it's burning, I think it's going to go off really well. Her being like the hero. And my thing is I really love her and Myrny. Mirian. Mirian. I love them t- those two together. And I just say this, please dear God, Sunrise. Let these two live happily ever after in this one, please. Maybe one of them will live happily ever after after one dies in the other's that's, arms. That's what I'm worried about, God dang it. And I yeah. feel like it's going to be Soleta. She's going to die because she's the witch. <laughs> ah, fuck. I yeah. I'm not ready for that shit. I've already grown attached to them. I don't want to lose them. What you said about um you you wanted more action i'm in this weird position with everything that i watch where it's like if it's action i want to see some slice of life if it's slice of life i want to see some action i think like imagine how great chaos would be if moogie just started punching bitches (laughs) one of them grabs the guitar and smacks a bitch upside the head i'd be so tight bro chaos is a perfect like unwinding show like, you got me into that because you're like, no, watch it. And I was like, okay, fine. It's fine. And the whole show, I'm just like, this is just wholesome. There's nothing wrong with it. I love it. And there's no, like, they don't have weird love triangles and all these other sh- It's just, these girls love music and they want to play music and they're going to play music. Yep. And I'm like, good. 
I uh, I was looking through some of the stuff in my old room because I was like, the wall above my bed is pretty bare right now, and I want to decorate it with something. And then that's where I came up with the Keyblade idea. But I found all of my old wall scrolls. And uh, some of them I didn't even know I had. I have one for Sonic X that I got in 2009. Holy shit. I have one that's Metal Gear Rising. You have to hang that one up. That has to go up. Yeah, it's, it's riding, but half his face is like blue tinted and the mask is off and then the other half there's like flames and then the visor's down and the sword separates them. If you don't keep, I, here's my thing, if you don't keep the scroll part, cut those bitches off and go to like Hobby Lobby and get that bitch framed. Yeah. That'd be perfect. That would be pretty dope. And then I have a bunch of penny and stocking ones. Um, one of them is like the long form, like I don't want to hang those up because it's just like, I would like to have them all uniform yeah and then the other one i cannot hang up here <laughs> what is it it's them on the stripper pole <laughs> hell yeah no no fuck that oh no here's what you gotta do it's gotta be another time when when carmen's gone and you just you you put it like directly like that's the one that you like always have rolled up but it's still <laughs> on the wall just have like velcro straps where i can just unhinge them really quick and have it fall down that's like hey guests are coming over and you're like all right cool <laughs> And just lock it up. Put like a spring-loaded thing on it where I can pull it up like blinds. <laughs> pull the lever, cronk. <laughs> Hide the hentai. That I I wanted uh I wanted to get a hentai uh wall scroll for you as like a moving gift or like a poster just because I think it'd be funny. And then I thought about then I thought about the fact that Kevin, Matt, and Carmen all live here. Cause like I was, I wasn't gonna go like tasteful. I was gonna go full on. You're gonna go. What the fuck? I would have been. I would have been fine with it. But now, like, after seeing Carmen, like, show Millie my room, I'm like, maybe I should hide my sexual items. <laughs> That's the thing. Well, I love, by the way, that she, Carmen goes, here, come look at it without going, hey, BJ, is it cool if we do this? That was on the podcast. I, I listened to that recently, and I was like, oh, yeah, that did happen. <laughs> I have a gift for Millie and a gift for Will over there that I don't know when I'll see them again, maybe in, like, fucking February. Yeah. So I'll get those to them whenever. But yeah, um, twenty minutes in. What have you been up to? <laughs> hey, this is what we, this is what a good podcast is. We can kind of go on tangents. That's what you and me are good at. Yeah, like I love I love doing a podcast with Matt because Matt is more of like a hype man, mm-hmm. where like he gets into something. You and me, if we go off, we go on tangents, <laughs> and it can go forever. Yeah, but uh, what I've been doing is I've been playing more Crisis Core. Uh, I have been doing a lot of the mission stuff because like. When I played the PSP for the first time, I just bum-rushed the story and was, like, severely underleveled. Yeah. In this one, I'm leveling up at a good pace, but also I'm somewhat overleveled for certain areas because I'm doing a lot of missions. I have all the summons here that I can get now. I have Odin, Chocobo, um, I have Bahamut, Nifrit, because those are story ones. And there's a lot of summon ones. I think they added some. Yeah, definitely, because I don't think they had Chocobo in the original. And it's very clearly a new animation where the other ones were like, this is the PSP animation. Yeah. This one felt like... Like the oh, one ha- where he just like Superman rockets through a guy's chest. That's definitely from the PSP. I It's it's the same thing. It's, it's so funny because this game is like half a remake, half a remaster because there's clearly some new shit that has been done. Like the, game, the combat feels new, feels better. Um, the, the summon limit breaks are all new. All new CG uh, cutscenes. I like that, though, because it's like, that's, I think, what people wanted from Final Fantasy VII Remake, mm. but they're doing it here, and well, I think it works This one this. feels a bit 
stilted because of some of the cutscenes. Like, so in original Crisis Core, certain cutscenes were not voiced. Yeah. They are voiced here, but with the same stiff animation and stiff movement that those non-cutscene... Like, they were just like, Zack just turns, and and his hands are up there. Doing squats. <laughs> his squats. There, the fact I remember there was a cutscene where the squat was like he stops and like is what and it was a cutscene and I was like oh right not all the squats were these weird fucking just, just canned animations where he resets to like standard pose and then back down. It's really good though. I, I'm I'm taking my time with it because I want to. It's like with you with Xenoblade Three where it's like I want to do everything. Yeah. This is me. I want to try to get every mission I can, get every summon. I want to see every limit break. And that was me the last time I played the PSP version. And that was right before they announced the remake. So I was like, fuck yeah, I'm going to be able to compare these easy. I, I, I am beyond hype like to, to get to the end. Because I, I, I haven't been spoiled, thank God. But I just know there's got to be a post-credit stinger thing. Yeah. Like, there's no way Nomura is going to let this just be a remaster. Yeah, especially with remake and the way that ended. And the way fucking Integrated, you didn't get to that bit yet. I haven't yet, Integrate but... has a moment. But it is waiting for me on my Steam Deck, and I just finished Neon White. And I'm almost done with Yakuza 3. <laughs> How are you liking Yakuza 3? Like, now that I've fixed that frame issue, it's great. Uh, I've watched a lot of videos on it now. I keep, I keep wanting to see Yakuza content, but I keep having to search it as, like, no spoilers review. <laughs> and uh, I've found people that are, like, ranking the main series... And they always put three at the bottom, but I think I, it's because of its combat and because comparatively, because you haven't gotten to four or five or six yet. Yeah, and I know four and five are some of the like a lot of those like the best ones. Four is the one to me at least, because right now there is one plot hole, well, not hole. It's actually you don't think it's like done. It's just something. That it's you don't something that consider. was mentioned in another game and is going to get a, a spotlight in four. And that's why I think 4 resonates more people, especially after 0. Yeah. And so, and Kwame 2 and Kwame, like, they, they sprinkled in little bits and pieces of lore there. Um, but it really hits more. Plus, one of the characters is, like, a, a detective, which is, like, the, the little, like, precursor to Yagami, it feels like. Yeah. So you get to kind of see, like, what they would have done at that point if they did a non- you know, Yakuza game instead did a detective game. Speaking of which, we have to talk about Ishin for a second. Yeah, we fucking do. Uh, they they announced the seal book. You got a pre-order from GameStop to get it. But I was... I zoomed in on it just to see what all the characters are looking at. Um, everybody looks fucking great except for Daigo. They fucked Daigo <laughs> so goddamn hard with that hair. <laughs> oh my gosh. Bro, that shit looks ugly as fuck. He looks like a fucking cartoon character. <laughs> Like his, fa- it's the same face model. Man, hair really can can make or break. Cause holy shit! And they're adding characters to it. Well, I guess it's been out in Japan forever, but I I don't know anything about Ishin. I just started playing Yakuza, but um, they they've been posting like character profiles every day on the RGG Twitter, which is a fucking fantastic account. That's where I found out about the the buttons. Which, which- have you already bought yours? I did. I pre-ordered okay. them yesterday. I need to get mine. The nice thing is they don't charge until they send you an email that's like, all right, they're out of production. Pay for them now. Okay. So that's really nice. I got the Tojo Clan, Dojima Clan, and then the um, Majima Family How much? Because uh, I, I don't know the conversion. How much are they each? Uh, it's 1,100 yen, which... It's like 10 bucks? Yeah. Like 100 yen is like 75 cents right now. 
So about 10 bucks, like 30 bucks for the set that I got. And then um, you don't have to do anything as far as like importing stuff because they use DHL, which is a uh, international shipper. Um, so you can just go on there with your PayPal and not have to convert yen or anything. Would, would you say, like, if I were to do it, because would you say they'd probably get to my apartment before I might move out, or would I probably just send them to my parents' house instead? I'd just send them to your parents' house to be safe. I did check with Devony because she's ordered a bunch of figures and stuff from them, and since they're pre-orders, sometimes they can take a really long yeah. time. Um, but they also have some stuff on there uh, from RGG that's... They have all the pins, and then they did these bath towels, which are... I saw those, which the, are the, the tattoos. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, how towel-esque are they? Because I would buy all three of them just to hang, and I think that would be pretty cool. But if they're just, like, really fluffy towels, then I don't think that would look good on a wall. No. I also... The thing is, you, don't, you wouldn't want to use them either, because, like... Exactly. They, I don't want to fuck up yeah. the art. So, but... Yeah, I've been playing a lot of Neon White. I finished it last night. I've gotten both the alternate endings, and then um, I'm going through right now and trying to get every single ace medal, which I, I'm i on world number eight, and I'm almost done with it. Um, so I'm getting pretty close, I think. It's, it's a phenomenal game. I can't wait to see what that studio does next. The soundtrack by Machine Girl is fucking fire. Um, and it's got me into a real, like, breakcore mood recently. Uh, Yakuza 3, almost done with it. That's what made me bring up the Ishin stuff, because they posted a character profile where it's like, they put Mine in the game, and I'm like, wow, that's a deep cut, I feel like, from Yakuza 3. But, uh, yeah, it's pretty much just been that. I did start last night, um, Spark the Electric Jester, which is... Isn't that like the Sonic... Yeah, it's like a Sonic Sonic fan game, essentially, that they can sell because it's not Sonic. Um, There's three of them. The first one, which I'm playing now, is a 2D platformer that um, is more reminiscent of, like, Freedom Planet to me. Uh, But it's it's still pretty fun. And apparently the third one is, like, one of the best 3D platformers that's come out in the last, like, ten years. It's PC only, I'm assuming. Uh, For now, but I think they're working on getting it on Switch as well. I will definitely check it out at that point. Yeah, it's unless I can get a Steam Deck uh, between now and whenever. Yeah, I I would definitely recommend getting a Steam Deck. <laughs> That's I play it every single fucking day. Well, and my thing, my the reason I love my Switch is being able to play on a TV or monitor when I want to. And I would definitely get a dock to immediately just be like, all right, cool. Yeah, and then play it how I want to play it, and then yeah, move on to take that shit with me wherever I go. And there are some really nice Steam Deck docks. The official one has like land support so you can plug it into the wall um a bunch of different usb ports for your controllers that's another thing i got for christmas i got a really nice uh switch wired controller that's like a really cute pikachu one so i think i'm gonna use that for just when i do my uh steam deck docked so pretty happy about that um i did buy a bunch of shit because steam deck winter sale yep uh i bought (sighs) fuck what did i buy i bought all three of the spark games that's for sure I went ahead and got Elden Ring because um, I had it on the PS5 and I don't have a PS5 anymore. Fuck that console. Uh, so I got that. It was I think, on sale. I think once uh, once Final Fantasy 16 drops, I think you're going to be like, damn, I kind of want a PS5 again. I mean, I'll just buy it on the Steam Deck <laughs> when wait. it comes yeah, out. I was going to say, you got to wait. I think, is it six months to I mean, a year? That's fine. I still haven't played Integrate and I'm that's much fair, more yeah. itching to play that. That's fair. But, um, 
yeah, it's speaking of Final Fantasy, did you end up buying the uh the collection? No, it's sold out. Really? Like whenever whenever I had went to the thing and said, Yeah, there's no option to buy it, it's sold out. Wow. So I will get it digitally. Well, I guess I'm glad I bought it when I did, even though it was a fucking shitload of money for a one cartridge. Yes. Well the thing is what gets me about that is it's about it's ironically what I would have paid for for each game individually. You know what I mean? Like yeah. about 10, 15 bucks. And then it's all six games. And I'm like, well, yeah, it makes it makes a lot of sense. And I'm like, I'm, I love that they like they didn't just bundle it. They're like, no, it's 60. They're like, no, 75. That's, that's how much it all equals up to. And I'm like, oh, okay. I guess. <laughs> yeah. It's... It's a weird situation. I don't know how to feel about it. The I, collector's edition is definitely not worth the money you would pay. No. Their their collector's edition have been like not as good. And I'm yeah. I'm worried that we're not gonna get Like I I love the the deluxe edition that they do. Like the Kingdom Hearts three and Final Fantasy Seven. Those were great with the uh the steelbook, the standard case, which is that should be the standard of the industry. And then the official Disney pin trading pins of Sora that they do every time. I have a huge collection of those, so I've always been like hawk-eyed watching for Kingdom Hearts ones, and they've only sold one outside of those boxes, and it's just Mickey and the organization code and that standard pose that he does. But um, I have at least two of each of those pins because I love them. I, I want to rebuy because my pin broke, and I'm upset, but it's now can't be pinned to anything. Yeah. I'm like, fuck. But uh, I want to get... I want those to be standard, like... I don't think Final Fantasy 16 has one of those options. I think it's just standard and then collectors. And I'm like, fuck, dude, I really want the, like a deluxe box. Yeah. Like those boxes were amazing. Yeah, it's just the standard game size, but it's thicker. And then it just facilitates everything in there. That looks actually good on a shelf. It's not two times bigger than your other games. It's great. I do want that statue of Clive, though. That statue looks fire, but I'm not paying 300 bucks for it. Yeah. Square I'll, Enix is on some shit on their website. I'll get that, like, after the fact. Like, I'll try to find that shit secondhand, hopefully. Yeah. Just without the game with it. Like, just give me the statue. Well, I was trying to do that for Xenoblade 3 because Nintendo sold that bundle officially. I don't know if I talked about this on the podcast or if it was just me and you. I think it was just you and me just arguing. Like, not, or not arguing, just being, like, pissed about it. Yeah. Um, well, for those that don't know, the Xenoblade 3 Collector's Edition, they really shit the bed on. Uh, they didn't sell it in any stores. You had to go to Nintendo's dog shit website to buy it. And uh, Nintendo's website has never been good, um, just like everything they do online. But um, they had a line system, and it would crash all the time. So nobody fucking got that collector's edition. And then to make up for it, they were like, oh, well, you can buy the standard game and then buy all the collector's edition stuff for 30 extra dollars, which is a fucking great deal. Steelbook and just the art book alone, I would have paid thirty dollars for, and the big. Like, I, I was going to say when I heard the news of that, I'm like, that's actually really cool. Yeah, and then I was like, okay, well, if that's the case, then they need to keep it up for a couple of months. No, fucking gone immediately, just like the regular collector's edition. And it feels like they were just trying to fucking tease me because now the collector's editions and those shitty little thirty dollar packages are being sold for hundreds of dollars on ebay from people that are just selling you their fucking printed out piece of paper that shows they pre-ordered it fuck you if you do that kill yourself immediately i, I can't argue yeah fuck you uh i it sucks because like i really wanted to get before three had come out because i have the collector's edition for two because bj forced me to buy it and then i want to get the collector's edition of one because I fucking love the game, so that I could now have all three like collector's editions. Because I was gonna get threes, 
And then you, I saw everyone's debacle of trying to get that shit, and I was like, I'm good. I'm just... Yeah. Someday I'll have my opportunity, and then I'll buy it. But um, the we're, one that I... We're going to go to McKay's, and it's just going to be sitting there, and you're going to be like, fuck! If that's fuck, McKay's, fuck. I'll do whatever I need to do. If I need to suck off five McKay's employees on a day that I have no money, I'll fucking do it. <laughs> just offer your body up for that shit. I'll do anything for that Xenoblade 3 Collector's Edition. The one that I'm looking at right now of... Uh, thinking of actually buying is the x1 because apparently it comes in like the same size box um and you can get it pretty cheap on amazon because nobody bought a wii u so i've been thinking of getting that too just to have it yeah i think it's a solid little collector's edition yeah and the art book in there is probably going to be the most interesting one to me because of all the mech designs hey but also speaking of mech designs where the fucking model kits for those huh yeah you got siren which you will never be able to find ever and then nothing else ever. <laughs> I there there is untapped potential in that market because the Xenoblade has some fire designs. They're not doing any merch for it whatsoever. Just the two Pyramithra statues and that fucking model kit. Yeah, and then in America it's like Amiibos. Here's a Shulk Amiibo, faggot. Well, hey, the Pyramithra are coming out. Yes, so. and I I need to go ahead and pre-order the Tekken one and Sephiroth because they look really good. I. I mean, you've seen. I have every other Smash. I'm, I'm for sure getting Sephiroth. That's no, no, no doubt there. Tekken, I might, I might, but I want to get Pirate Mithra. Yeah, they're. Uh, I think they said they're coming out February. Isn't it a double pack too? Yes, which is really nice, and they're in the same pose as the actual big statues. And uh, considering how the amiibo build quality has been, have you seen the Min Min one? Yeah, there's like 15 different paint types on that shit. The so, ami- Amiibos are honestly some really solid like minifigures, and I think they're stellar. Yeah, I, I love the ones that I have. The last couple that they've come out with over the past, like, even since, like, the um, Samus Returns ones, they all look awesome. Byleth's was, like, stellar. And obviously, like, at, at some point I understand a plastic sword is going to bend a bit. Yeah. But Byleth himself, like, looks good. Well, the nice amiibo. thing about the plastic they use on them is you can always bend them back into place and maybe apply a little bit of heat, get them straight again. My favorite still to this day is Joker's. Joker's was just solid. That one is definitely one of my favorites. Joker, it's not, I don't think it's officially sanctioned by Nintendo. Like, I think it was made, like, in collaboration with the Loot Goblin I have. Yeah. It's a really good one. Because I like of that how one. cartoony it is. I like the Solaire one because you can actually feel the chain mail on his oh, arms. Fuck. I saw you had that one. I was like, "Damn it! I wish I was. I wish I just bought it." Because I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna wait for the weekend when I get paid," and then I'd missed out. One of my favorites, and I mean, it's pretty useless, but the uh, the Skyward Sword Zelda amiibo, that one is really nice. Was that her and her Loftwing, or was it two separate ones? Yeah, it's her and the Loftwing on one figure stand. I think they still have those at the GameStop and the Cool Springs. I might have to pick that up. Yeah, I mean, I, nobody bought them because they were like, fast travel, you can just do that at the, the thing, so. I want They have some new Monster Hunter ones that are actually pretty cool for I, Sunbreak. I need to get those. Those are the only Monster Hunter one, well, besides the Riders one. Um, I need to get those really bad because I have the other Monster Hunter ones for Rise. I need to get the Sunbreak ones because all the ones that they do of the actual monsters fucking fire are always like huge and they just spill over the sides of the base and they're built so well. Speaking of Monster Hunter, the fact that there is now a through line between Sonic and Assassin's Creed and that they both have had a Monster Hunter crossover is fucking wild to me. And The Witcher. Oh, fuck right. Yeah, Witcher too. Damn it. And Uh, Ace Attorney. (laughs) And Okami. I I love I love Capcom because they are just not afraid to just go fuck it. Like yeah, they, they just walk down the hall and they're like, "Hey, can we put Mega Man in this thing?" 
like no anyone who plays Assassin's Creed is like, what the fuck? What is this? Because they're all like, it's gonna be historically accurate. I'm over here going, yo, this shit's fire. It is so cool. And Sega does that too, but only with Joker. <laughs> Putting that that bitch anywhere, he's just like, y'all y'all got a y'all got a phone game? Y- y'all want Persona, Sonic Forces, Joker costume for your furry. That shit was weird because it was the fucking like human hands. Yeah, and I was like, I don't like that. That's the I wore the coat for the whole game though because every other clothing item that you can find in there just looks like Toontown bullshit in this dark ass game. Dark ass game. Yeah, it 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 is the most light hearted dark ass game I've played. They should have made it like they did Sonic Prime. (laughs) What what is it? The fucking line from Knuckles? It's war vector. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's not meant to be fun or whatever the fuck. And I'm like, Jesus! I had like a weird premonition dream of that world in Sonic Prime, where like Knuckles like betrayed everybody else and like became roboticized. I don't know See, why I have. Cool. I don't know why I have such vivid Sonic dreams. It's because being you've been a Sonic fan your whole life. I guess so. That shit will haunt you for the rest of your days, dude. I'll be on my deathbed, and then Knuckles' hand reaches down from heaven and pulls me up. <laughs> we find out when everybody's been posting their biblically accurate angels. It's not that. It's just Sonic characters. It's just Sonic characters, which is kind of a thing in Neon White. They, um, <laughs> you kind of just. <laughs> You uh you perceive the angels differently based on who you are. So like white sees them all as cats. Um yellow sees them all as like MMA fighters. Hell yeah. So like the main guy Mikey, he thinks he's John Cena. Fuck yeah, he does. So if it was me, it would be like, "Oh, that's Sonic." <laughs> it's me, it's just all goth milfs and I'm like, "Yes, that would be heaven for me." No, we uh I love the collaboration stuff in games. Like, that's what I love about Japanese games and how they do them more often. Yeah. Because, like, you look at Western games and it's like, the, the weirdest it's gotten for me is like, oh, in Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, if you beat all the, the fucking training missions, you can unlock Raiden's Metal, Metal Gear 4 suit. Yep. And which looks so fucking stupid as Ezio running around just jumping across it. I'm like, all right, cool. But that you could do that. There's, like, a lot of cool shit. Like my favorite one ever has been the um, Xenoblade 2 Zelda collab. Was I not around for that one? When, when was that? In Breath of the Wild. I don't think was it like just wow. Okay, it might be like a free DLC pack you had to get or something. But um, essentially, it would give you a quest, and it would say um, there's a really weird shooting star over by the bridge. So you go and you check it out. And then uh, a shooting star lands like right next to the entrance to the Hylia Bridge. And then you go and you open it up. And then it's Rex's salvager outfit. Oh, for Link. shit. And then um, the description says uh, a salvager outfit from another nearby planet. Which is like, holy shit, it's all one universe. Nintendo's fucking multiverse of shit, yeah. And then you can upgrade uh, Rex's armor set with in-game items that are like oh you found a an ancient screw that's something that rex would probably put in his armor use that to upgrade it's pretty cool i was about to say like could you imagine if you get it and it's just like it's the fucking monado (laughs) (laughs) that would be insane that that was another thing i was trying to get for you for christmas i was trying to get rex's like the, the first red sword 
the is it the Aegis Blade? Yeah. I was I was trying, and I'm like, one, I think you'd be more uncomfortable if I spent more than two hundred dollars on a gift for you. Definitely. And it was the thing where I'm like. Bro, I gotta pay rent. I can't pay this kind of money for a sword. But now that we have access to 3D printing, I, the first thing that I'm gonna convince Matt to do is make me a Monado. Monado is gonna be fire. That would be so sick. You'll have to do it in parts for sure, but. Yeah, but you just like, stick a dowel through that top bit and then slap it all together, glue it in. The, the obviously hilt first. Yeah. Um, the circular section and then just the rest of it probably could be two more sections. So I, th- I think a four piece. Yeah, and then that little hand guard you can just glue on the end. That's no big deal. Yeah, there is a hand guard. Well, I guess it's like a, a pommel. I guess it's uh, well. It's only if it like goes into like battle mode, because uh, the basic Monado just has the yeah, just a little scoop at the end. Yeah, but yeah, the basic one is the one that I want because yeah. that's the iconic look. That I I actually would love to do a Shulk cosplay like his specifically his one from uh, the definitive edition, the fucking basic one with all those weird like circles and lines and shit that hang off the, I'm like fuck that I'm not doing that yeah the just uh, give me some shorts and a fucking hoodie the outfit in the um I want to say DLC but extra story yeah. I guess is what it is that outfit is fire and then the alternate colors that you can get for it like the all black one ooh it looks clean I love I love what I've played I actually really like uh Noah's outfit like just as standard Noah's outfit is amazing I saw a uh an awesome picture recently where um, it was at an anime convention and a Noah cosplayer was shaking hands with a uh, Faye cosplayer from Xenogears. And I was like, fuck yeah, dude. I, I still want to go to a convention and like, I see the super mega vids we've been sharing over text. Like, I want to do some goofy shit. Like, I want it to be awkward. Yeah. Like, because that, that'll be so fun. And like, we have to, we have to, you know, that fine line of this is harassment versus they get the bit. And I think for some people, we're gonna have to go. Hey, we're doing a thing. Can you play along? I think beforehand, a lot of them we can just go in all fucky wucky, and then after it, just be like, hey man, we were just fucking with you. It's for a video. Thank you for being such a good sport and, about and be, it. And like ask them, are you cool with us posing that? Like just be like, well, yeah, in front, yeah, of course. And if they're cool with it, cool. Uh, but yeah, if there's some people where it's like that's gonna be a problem if we start at a 10 so you just go and be like hey it's a bit we'll have to blur some faces and yeah oh for sure mix some audio if it's a really good bit that i is. want i actually if we ever do vlogs i want to do our vlogs in kind of super mega style where it's the weirdly edited shit yeah like zoom in on a random person's face when they look at us or some shit i want like i love their i love the style of their vlog like i wanted to emulate that so much because that shit is so funny yeah i i totally agree i think that's the best part of an edited video is seeing like embellishments on these small little things that happen when it's also I, I need to show you the video because someone made like a whole video about super mega's editing style and it's really good like little video essay and it it shows off like the jokes and like why they work and i'm like oh fuck this is good i have to watch that because i i've been really interested in doing video editing but my shitty little laptop can only handle 3ds hacking <laughs> Well, hey, now you're going to be living here. Just, Matt's got that, and then there's his other PC that I might be buying. I don't know yet. Yeah, Matt will come in at like 4 a.m. to go to work, and I'll just be sitting there editing some shit. Because you know that's how it's going to go. I love, by the way, speaking of Super Mega, the fact that they were editing for Game Grumps and doing their own shit. Yeah. Fucking wild. 
I love that they still make reference to Markiplier all the fucking time. Make reference to Markiplier. They'll still make jokes about Brent and his smelly penis. Yep. <laughs> I love. I love. There's a. I, I think. I think I've shown you this, but there's a YouTuber named Delo Beast who just has compilations that are like very specific. Like my favorite is Bud Lightheaded Matt. They've. And it's uh, every time they. It's every time Matt goes. Oh, I'm lightheaded. I haven't. Uh, I haven't seen the channel. But they've talked about him several times on the podcast, and when I was working at uh, Bed Bath & Beyond, I would just pop my headphones in and listen to Super Mega and uh, the fucking Chris Chan doc, because they put that on Spotify. I love that Gino Samuel read the book. Yeah, that was the perfect Oh my casting. gosh. Apparently on their Patreon, they have uh, every take that he did where he breaks... <laughs> And just like laughs his ass. I off. love that he still broke in the official recording too. Yeah. St- in uh in one of their recent episodes of the podcast, I was listening to it, and Matt was like, "I didn't realize until recently, but I left it in at one point where he breaks." It's so funny, just because the idea of like Gino Samuel, who who has probably said the most fucked up shit when doing the Christian documentary, Matt and Ryan gets it, get him to break because. They oh. just put the the wildest shit. I would kill to see the bloopers for the Chris Chan documentary, though. <laughs> well, have it wouldn't be bloopers. Have it wouldn't be going, oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, just sad, depressing. Like As if he's reading all this for the first time while he's recording. <laughs> that would be great. We got to get Gino Samuel to do something for us. We'll, we'll pay him accordingly. Just, like, intro the Cyclist podcast. He makes music. We could get really? Gino Samuel to make the podcast intro. Oh, let's fucking go, dude. That'd be sick. That would be amazing. Uh, what else? I also want his life. He lives in Japan. He makes music with his girlfriend all the time. And then just a lucky fucker. Lives in Japan, makes music with his girlfriend, and has to <laughs> make the internet historian equivalent to Chris Chan. And it's like, damn, dude. I feel like at some point I would have stopped just because I'm like, this is too depressing. I gotta fucking go. Yeah, but he's... He's real with it. He's dedicated. He's the man. I want to watch some of his other documentaries because he's. Oh, he's got more. Yeah, he um he did one about uh, Antarctica and like all the scientists that have like gone missing there or something. Damn. And uh, I really want to see that one because he was working on it for a really long time. But yeah. So what else? <laughs> uh, I mean, I've also been playing Pokemon. I've been playing a uh, sword just to get through it. <coughs> I'm sorry. I, well. It's fine. Like I think the game is fun to play. It's just fuck the story. Um, it, it sucks too because like it, it has lore that I would love for them to explore, but they're like no, because they keep going. You're a kid. Go do your gym challenge. I'm like fuck you. Let me let me enjoy the fucking game. The only thing you could have is Marnie, <laughs> and Marnie doesn't even do anything. No, she doesn't do anything. Bead is a dick, and I love beating him every time. And then hops there. Yeah. I will give Hop this, is that he at least has somewhat of a character arc. Like, when he goes through his depression phase, I'm like, alright, cool. You're not completely hopeless. But, like, yeah. I'm mainly just doing it to get through the DLC, because you can catch every legendary in the DLC, so that's what I'm doing it for. Because I have Pokemon Home now, and so I'm going to just move everything uh, into there once I catch them all, and then I'm just going to delete the fucking save data. That's one thing that I fucking hate about Pokemon. Every time they're like we've come out with a new service for you to transfer your pokemon and this will be the service forever and then it's like five years later and they're like nah fuck that shit we're shutting that down well you got two days to move everything to this new one and then to their to their to their credit i think they were kind of hoping that the switch wasn't a thing 
because like they because they would have well, of sure. course they were because they were like hd graphics we have to make a game that competes with something you can play at home well that's the thing is that i feel like if if they had the choice they would have kept making it for whatever that would have been the successor to 3ds i mean absolutely they would have never gone to a full home console production do you remember the, the backlash of the uh the pokemon stars thing no what when uh ultra sun and moon got announced everyone was like holy shit they're gonna do a third version and it's gonna be on switch which you know for a good company would have been great but they're not that and they were like no we're well apparently with with uh when they did uh black and white 2 that was the kicker where they said oh we don't have to do a third game mm-hmm. we just do something we gotta else. do a fourth game <laughs> Well, Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon is definitely the one that didn't need to happen. Yeah. Because it's like, you could have just done Star, and that would have been it. And 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 because that's what Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon pretty much is. Just you picks, you you still have to pick a box legendary. Yeah. Which, I mean, just make that a choice in the game. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to be honest, the one that needs it the most is Z. Like, fuck. We, had, we had a little bit of a conversation with this, but like, I hate X and Y because of... I remember playing it. And being like, and I remember getting to a point where I'm like, oh yeah, when are we gonna get the legendary? Like I've heard like nothing about this thing. Yeah. And then they just show up in the the thing, you catch them, and that's that. Congratulations. They even and then Zygarde getting we were like, oh, this looks cool. Like, what's his story? Oh, we'll obviously get that in Z. And instead it's just uh Sun and Moon. They even made a Zygarde movie that was like No no no. The the arc in the anime is Zygarde. Okay. The, the the movie is is Evolatol and Xerneas with Deanthe, the rock thing. Because they did X Y, and then there was something that had Zygarde on the cover, and then there was X Y Z for a little bit. X Y Z was the one they did with Zygarde, which is what we should have gotten as a game. I'm gonna be honest. I don't like the idea of third version in an era of DLC, mm-hmm. but. If anyone needs it, it was the Kalos games. But for the 3DS, I would have been fine with it. Like, especially if they had put all the shit that they did in Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon into that, then I would have been so fucking stoked on that. But I don't know. Pokemon's in a weird spot. I think I think they're in an interesting spot that it I think based on the performance of this one, and the sales. That's the thing. Yep. Is Scarlet and Violet got hella good sales, all just off rip. And I wonder if that's going to... Because I don't actually know. Because none of us know who tells who, like who makes the, the deadlines and all this stuff. Yeah. We just know that games have to come out in a certain time so the cards can come out at a, at a reasonable spot, the merch comes out, anime, all that shit. But I want to know... Because my thing, I've I've said it before that Legends RC should have been this, this year's game and then Scarlet Violet should have been next year. Yeah, I, I agree. If that had been the case, Legends Arceus would have been like one of the best games ever made for me but uh I, I have a proposition for you nintendo just nuke game freak down into the center of the earth and give that property to uh monolith well, monolith so, made xenoblade it, 2 in a year and a half here's the problem though game freak is still independent they're not nintendo owned nintendo can't do shit fucking kill them anyway they just own a third of the of the pokemon license with creatures and game freak themselves i feel like either nintendo or the actual pokemon company has probably tried to buy them out before but they know that that's the only thing that they have that anyone gives a fuck about see i would say that but 
Nintendo has never once commented. Like, the only time they've commented is recently where they said, hey, we're doing a patch. And that was it. Nintendo's never said anything. They just kind of go, hey, that's... Pokemon is what Ratchet and Clank used to be, where it's made by a company that is not owned by Nintendo, but it is a Nintendo-owned IP. But that's the thing. There's so much that goes on at Nintendo that nobody ever hears about that we just have no fucking clue. They could just be like, oh, we need Pokemon to stay alive, but we're not willing to put anything into it. It's just, it's so up in the air that nobody has any well, idea. Well, because, I mean, in terms of the raw sales, obviously the merch is what sells Pokemon. Right. The cards, the fucking everything else. Really, the games, I, th- I think the games do better than the anime, but that's not by much. I mean, that that makes sense to me. But also, it sells systems, which is what Nintendo cares about. And they don't really... I, and honestly, I don't think they care when it's like, uh, 10 mil in three days. Keep going. Yeah. We're not going to stop that. But then, I think I think it's... it's a, I think it's just whoever is like the, the little board of directors of the Pokemon company, or whatever, is their joint... Like, I don't, I don't know if it's Creatures or the Pokemon company is what like the, the, the group is called. I, I think the it was Creatures, and then they change the name to the Pokemon company. Yeah, the Pokemon company, the board of directors there is probably what's fucking them over. Yeah. And then Game Freak, they don't want to be a AAA developer. They want to be... Clearly. Well, like, they like case in point, when when you look at a game like Black and White, you can clearly see that this was... these these They were firing on off all cylinders because they knew what the fuck they were doing. Exactly. When they went to 3D, yeah, they were still fun. But you could clearly tell where they're cutting corners because they don't fucking know how to mess with this shit. But also, and even I think, to this day, I think if you're going to do a 3D game, you need more than 100 fucking devs. Absolutely. But I also think that the jump from Black and White 2 to X and Y was a better jump than, you know, uh, Ultra Sun and Moon to Let's go. Sword and Shield or whatever. Let's Go is... Te- I, I, think, I think it's sad that Let's Go is the most technically sound I I love game. Let's Go. I think I that's... love it except for the catching mechanics, and that's about it. I actually really fucking love the catching mechanics in my, that game. I like it, but I, the thing is, I'm not the type of person where I want to train my Pokemon. I don't want to have to catch 17 Zubats yeah. just to train my Pokemon up for the next gym. I want to just be able to fight. Like, if I want to go catch some shit, yeah, let me fuck around, but like, eh. I, I really like that one, and I really like the pacing. Oh, the game the game's paced wonderfully. I would love to do a Let's Play, like, multiplayer of that. Oh, the two-player thing? Yeah. yeah. That would be really fun. That'd be fun. I would love to get... Uh, this would be fun for the channel to, do, to have Matt go through Legends Arceus. That would be awesome. Just because, like, I don't know his Pokemon background too well, and then just seeing him go like, okay, well, he's probably played, like, a Game Boy 1 or whatever. I and think... Then, and then see Legends. He's probably like, played, like, Emerald, and that's it. As, I think as far as like chronologically, I think that was the last he played. I think uh, Legends would be really fun to get his opinion on Definitely. as someone who's played big open world RPGs, and then playing this and be like, "What do you think?" Yeah, that would be really cool. Can you? Uh, is there any more squirts in there? No, this is the last Fuck. squirt, and it's squirted its last. Damn it! We might have to make a beer run. Yeah, well, for sure, because I my mouth is like dry from drinking cores. Yeah, I I do not have a chapstick here, and it's been killing me because I. I have to run the heater in there. Yep. But also, if the heater's running, there's like no circulation, so it's just heat bearing down on you. So I have to turn the fan on. So it's like heat going this way, fan going at my face. So I wake up, and my lips are like stuck together. You're just like <laughs> water. But uh, yeah, no, just playing Pokemon Sword, and uh, I'm almost. I, I I'm on the Champion Cup, so I only have like three more people to beat, and then 
catch Eternatus and then beat Leon. And then I can go do the DLC. Because I, I really just want to do the DLC to get all the fucking legendaries. Yeah. I want to get Arushafu because I actually like that Pokemon. Um, I like the idea of the Galarian birds. Yeah. So I want to do all that. I really wanted that Articuno card when it was coming out. I bought so much Chilling Rain, but it, it never happened You know what's me. funny? What's that? Well, is it like the VMAX one or like a... The like alternate a... art VMAX. Okay, yeah, I don't have that. I have a Galarian Articuno that came with the Calyrex deck, so I was like sick. I have, uh, I think I have a Galarian card of all of them that are Vs, but I don't have any of the alternate arts, and it makes me a little bit sad. I got a, an Obstagoon card that's a full art, so regular full art, but it's it's Obstagoon and Pierce, uh, like in their gym, like doing the cool rock show, and I'm like, this is so sick. The um the alternate art for the Moltres in that set is like completely black and magenta with all the color. It looks really cool. That Moltres design is killer. I agree. I the love one that, that suffers is fucking Zapdos. Nah, fuck that. I love that Roadrunner goofball. <laughs> that shit looks goofy as hell, and I love it. I mean, granted, Zapdos' original design is clean as fuck. I think he's my favorite of the original Legendary Birds. As I used to think that Zapdos was the coolest, but as I've grown older, I think Articuno is the, the goat. Yeah. Moltres is definitely the worst one. Because, like, it, it's just... He just looks like a Fero that's been set on fire yeah. maliciously. Yeah, and it, it's like, all right, cool. Zapdos was, like, the cool one, but yeah, Articuno's good. Mewtwo is still probably my favorite, like, legendary when it comes to the game, because you... I wish there was another legendary like Mewtwo that had that kind of build-up throughout the game. Because you're like, you're, you have the Team Rock stuff, talk to all the NPCs, go to the, the burned-down mansion, read about him, and then you find him, yep. and he's just standing there, and you're like, oh, fuck. And I love the idea that the League in themselves know he's there, but they keep saying, you can't go into this this cave. Yep. You will get, you will die. And, and then finally it's like, oh, you're the champion? You can probably take care of this thing. And you go in, and you're like, all right, what's in here? And you just see a fucking Pokemon standing there, and you're like, whoa. And then lo and behold, Mewtwo, and you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah, I that was in the uh, the Origins anime. Is that the one that yep. Red was in? Where he mega evolves Charizard, which is yeah, fucking awesome. That, that is the best thing that Pokemon's ever done, and I wish they would do something else with that Origins line. The Evolutions one was really good, because they just took different, uh, like, parts of the game's canon and animated them like seeing Giratina come out and capture Cyrus was fucking cool Damn. and then seeing it animated was like oh shit have you seen any of the um, I think it's just like webisodes but the Legends Arceus anime the Hisui and Snow yeah, yeah. That's that shit is so good. good oh my I watched it all in a row just on, on this break I was just like bored and it was like four in the morning i'm like whatever and i was just watching them all and it's like there i'd say at most it's a total of 30 minutes for the three episodes and it's just this ho- really wholesome adventure of this boy who meets a, a shiny zora yep and then he becomes friends with it and then he starts to heal pokemon and it like leads into where these characters go in legends Arceus, which is so cool and then you see the shiny zora arc like fucking scare a garchomp away Yep. And you're like, oh, fuck. Dude, the Garchomp in the game, fucking terrifying. Dude, that's what I love about uh, Legends Arceus. Like, Scar and Violet, I'm never terrified of a Pokemon because I can just walk away. They're not going to attack me. They're just going to run after me. You fucking see that little the little uh, red circle on the top, and then you look and you see a fucking Garchomp standing there. You're like, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. You are terrified because that shit is going to wreck your team. Yep. And it's going to kill you. Yep. 
I love Legend of Arceus, man. That's probably one of my favorite Pokemon games. It's up there. I totally agree. It, like, my favorite is still Platinum to this day. And, like, Heart Gold is up there, along with, like, Black and White. But, like, Legends Arceus is in that mix. Because, like, one, it's Sinnoh, which is my favorite region. And then you give me... By the way, one thing that's great is there is, like, a, an item called, like, a Link Evolution item. Which means anything that has to be traded can yes, just be... that's the best fucking thing they ever did. Was not having to trade a goddamn thing to get another one. And then your friend's gonna be an asshole and just keep your fucking Gengar. Dude, no, the best thing is I caught a Scyther and I was like, man, I really love a Scizor. And so I put a metal coat on it. I'm like, whatever. And I found it, the link, or I found where you could get the link ones. I'm like, what is this? And I, I said, use it. And when I saw go Scyther's evolving, I was like, no fucking way. There's no fucking way. Yep. Oh my gosh. It's so, and then the new Pokemon they added, like Cleaver, Fire. Uh, Hisuian Growlithe is amazing. Yeah, I totally agree. I love the Hisuian Zora and Zoark. Their designs are so like terrifying. Incredible designs. It oh god, it's so good, dude. Like Legends Arceus is by far where I want the Pokemon company to just focus on. Yeah, I, I would love that. But my top three in no specific order are definitely Legends Arceus, um fucking Soul Silver, obviously. And then uh a weird one but new Pokemon Snap. <laughs> I mean, it, it's the best that Pokemon has looked yeah, ever. I, I actually got emotional playing some of the parts in that game. Really? When, when you see the... Um, uh, fuck, what is the name of that goddamn Pokemon? The last Chikorita evolution. Oh, Meganium. Yes, when you see that and it's huge and it's like glowing with these little spores and it's like curious about you and like walking around and you're just taking pictures of it. That made me really like feel something even though it's like there's no dialogue you're just having a moment with an animal and then um that and then the two volcaronas that you can find in the volcano that was beautiful too the pokemon snap like even the original one was was magical because it was like oh pokemon so much personality in those games without having to say a word i honestly want to see like that's why i want to see another company take a crack at pokemon because like could you imagine the level of polish we'd get if like one you're given a dev time of more than a year yeah which apparently they do because i didn't know this legends Arceus started development before sword and shield launched what they started planning and pre-productioning that game then sword and shield launches and they splinter the devs into i think legends and then the dlc and then they have another little small group start gen 9 don't do that (laughs) yeah make a game and then make another game well, the problem is, is that that's how most companies work, but most companies have upwards of 600 plus people on their dev team. Game Freak has 126. That's fucking insane. And it's like you're splintering how many, that into three groups, maybe two? Like, what the fuck? And like, no wonder Gen 9 is in the buggy mess it's in, because like, like, once Legends Arceus came out, they're probably in bug fixing mode and they don't have time to finish it all. And they also use a fuckload of freelancers. I, I realized that watching the Tamahiro video, but a lot of these people were also working on like Xenoblade 3 art and shit like that. And it's like, just hire a dedicated artist that's going to focus on your studio that can build you some models. Well, the thing too is that like, mod, like the, I, I don't envy Pokemon dev teams because considering, especially with how you have to, what, have at minimum 60 plus mons in your game so that's 60 new character models with different animations different things you have to do in god forbid there's different forms yeah 
Like, however, they. But then I, like, I understand it for a new gen, but with all the models they've made since the 3DS, they've future-proofed them. Where they say they have. But well, apparently that got fucked up too. If, well, yeah, maybe with the way the architecture works now. But if you looked at the files for the old games, it's like they were downscaled models to fit on the 3DS. So, like, I don't know. I could be wrong, but I think Legends Arceus' models were slightly different than yeah, the future-proofed ones. Because uh, you had the alpha ones, which are bigger. And then, not only that, but the Pokemon themselves, like... Again, another reason Legends Arceus is fucking fire. The, if, if a Pokemon used Slash, they moved to Slash They run the and they Slash at you. If they bite... Like, it, you still see the little bite marks, but the Pokemon will go and, like, actually bite the air around the Pokemon. So well, There was a lot of different, like, texture work, I think, too. Did, did like, you ever get to the, like, Giratina fights? Uh, the Giratina fight? Yes. I haven't done Arceus because I have, like, three Pokemon left for my decks. Yep. But, so, Giratina's Shadow Force mm-hmm. in regular form, you're like, okay, cool. And then Origin form, he disappears and rips through the fucking... Holy fuck! Yeah. And that's the whole game, is, like, some really, really good work in, in like, it's... Like, Legends Arceus has the most love and care put into a Pokemon game I've ever seen. And I think because, while it's a mainline game, it's not the main game you're gonna play. Yeah. Like, Scarlet and Violet definitely felt like they had to play it safe, whereas Legends was like, fuck it. Go go berserk. Who cares? And they went with it because like this, it feels even though it could have used more time in the oven too. It feels like they actually were like, no. It felt like they tried way more yeah. than they had previously, and it it shows. It but, is arguably the best Pokemon. It's the best Pokemon game I've played since since Black and White. I still hold to this day that uh, the two studios that should be able to do Pokemon spinoffs are Koei Tecmo mm-hmm. and Bandai Namco. They've nailed it every time. Yeah, I mean, fucking Pokemon Tournament was stellar. The um, new Pokemon Snap, I was just talking about how beautiful it is. But you give it to Koei Tecmo and we get to see that big-ass war. I want that. <laughs> I, wa- I want to see, like, yeah, I want to see a fucking Musou game with Pokemon. And then, of course, it has to end in tragedy. Give me, let me. It would be like the Torna of Pokemon. Show me a Z story. Yes, that's exactly what I was. I thinking. want to see the weapon go off. I want to see his Flabebe walk away, and I want to see A Z turn into this fucking hermit. Yep. I want it to end in tragedy, and I want it to be like. I'm not saying make it rated T because I understand Pokemon Company is probably never going to go that far, but. Come on, yeah. like, gimme. Or I so I was thinking about this in in that the, because of the success of Legends RCS, we're probably getting other Legends games. I fucking hope so. Legends Kirim, because there's one thing about Black and White's origin is that there was supposed to be one dragon, and it's split into three. So here's my thing, right? This is how I would do it. This main dragon is not catchable and is a raid boss, and then whenever it splits, the plot now goes. You have to get these things, or you or you meet the two brothers or kings or whatever who are fighting. Mm-hmm. And then Kiram's whole deal is, nah, fuck that. I want to be whole again. And it's and it it's trying to get Kir- Reshiram and Zekrom to become the dragon again, and like have that be like a giant raid boss thing. That would be crazy. Like that's like you have to fight that dragon with your team of six, and it and it has like multiple health bars. Like pull, like pull the Giratina shit from Legends Arceus, where it's like, oh, you beat it, psych. Yeah. You have to beat Kiram, Reshiram, uh, 
Zekrom and the big one, and she's like, fuck. That would be wild, but I I would love that. That, I want to see one in Johto with the dogs coming out of the burning tower. Uh, show us that Cel- one I think could be the most interesting by far and then Celebi already does time travel shit so you're good yeah so I want to see that and I mean we already have a precedent for characters being stranded in the past maybe that's what happens to In. I that'd be kind of fire make In the protagonist of black and white legends or whatever I, I just want to see more legends games cause like and then like like you were saying the fucking they, the, the great war we we because we don't know much about it, but when we find out the reason the Great War like happened in AZ, that's where Zygarde gets his shine. Zygarde becomes like the main legendary of that as the Earth Warrior to try to you know do the balance. Because Evolto, I actually like how Evolto was handled in the animated movie, where it's like he's in a cocoon, and when he comes out, it's all destruction. Yep. He lays waste, and then Xerneas is like the one that builds it back up. Like they're two sides of the same coin. Let me see that. Like, could you imagine if it's like like a Breath of the Wild style, like, you know, the Blood Moon? Mm-hmm. In, in Legends of Arceus, it's like, yo, Evolto's coming. And you see it just lay waste to a section of the map. That'd be nuts. That'd be fucking awesome. It's never going to happen because that's too much dedication to a Pokemon game, but hey. Yeah, but I mean, Legends of Arceus is the step that I want to see them continue with. What are other series you want to see make that leap? Because I would have said Sonic, but we got Frontiers. Yeah, and I think Sonic Frontiers is... I mean, they've said this is the new chapter. They're uh, they're really working hard to make this formula work, and I think it's worked well so far. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know many things that I think really need to evolve past those. Kirby already did it, which desperately needed it after Star Allies or whatever the fuck that shitty one was called. Star Allies, yeah. Um, let me think. I could see a game like Mega Man. Like, I love Mega Man 11, but, like, I could see them, like, just saying, all right, we're going to do another... Z or X or whatever the fuck. I would fucking love that. And uh, I, I actually saw a... Um... Honestly, I it's there's really there's been some precedent for it, but I'd say go to a team and say, here, finish Maverick Hunter. That fucking first-person shooter X game. That would have been incredible. I, uh, I saw a TikTok that Capcom posted. I follow their TikTok account. And um, they, they were like, this is what the front of our building looks like. And it was like a statue of Mega Man, some like Resident Evil statues and stuff. And I just commented, take that Mega Man statue down and give it to somebody who actually cares. Cause yeah. They're, they're not doing a fucking thing with it. They're not. Well, like, apparently they've, they've at least trademarked 12 through 15, which who knows what that means at this point. But I'm, I'm down to see if they're at least going to try. Because my thing is, if, if I see an E3 and a Mega Man 12 is, is announced, I'm going to get hyped. I mean, that's that's cool. Uh, you know, 12 to 15, that's fine. But, like, I've never been one of those guys that's, like, the core Mega Man series is my favorite. I, I've never been that guy either. I'm, I'm fucking X and Zero all the goddamn way. I think Zero's probably the best in the Mega Man series, but X, I just, there's so much you could do with X. X is cool. I I love I love I've loved all their like spinoffs like Battle Network. The fact that we're getting a collection finally. I cannot wait for that. I'm hyped for that. I remember playing. I remember having a Game Boy of the first one, like the first one, and I was like, "Fuck!" I play that shit all the time. Yep. Um, the fucking Mega Man like unicorn. We're not unicorn. Whatever the fuck they went with the fucking Star line, Force. Star Force. I love, dude. I have vivid, vivid memories of that anime. 
because which like, I didn't even know existed until you brought it up one time. I yeah, I don't know what it was, but I was watching. I, I, it wasn't dubbed, so I'm having to watch this sub on YouTube in part one, part two scenarios, and I and not every episode was up there, so I'm skipping episodes, all the stuff. But I just I just distinctly remember, and this is I don't know why this one like stayed with me, but it's literally Mega Man and like two of the girls who are in love with him are just like fighting over him, and he's like. What do I do? And the little lion head's going like, <laughs> like, and I was like, I'm like, that. Anytime I think of Mega Man, that scene hits me because I'm just like, it's literally him like, uh, 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 hold on now, ladies. <laughs> there, there is one thing original Mega Man that I absolutely love, and it's the fucking manga. The manga is stellar because it's it breaks the Mega Man formula of oh there's eight bad guys that the old man made go kill the bad guys and then beat the shit out of the old man for the fifth literally 15th time and in the manga it's like oh all the robot masters you defeated you've actually healed and it's like Dr. Wily's holding like a fucking death race and you're all gonna join it and it's like they break the formula that's what I want to see with Mega Man 12 well, to 15 that's why X and like ZX and all those are so cool because they did do that. Yeah. Like the X games were just like, hey, look how cool X is, and we're gonna actually make it darker and like it's not just Mega Man, go kill the uh, go dismantle the other robots. Yeah. In X, it's like X is gonna kill that motherfucker. That's what I love about Zero the most, is like, hey, uh Zero, there's like there's a guy that's trying to fucking rob this train. You have to run and get alongside the train and then get on top of it because it's all one cohesive world. It's not like there's a power plant across town where there's an electric armadillo that you have to fly to and then defeat him in the power plant because it's themed after his power. It's like, no, Zero, fucking go outside, walk over across town, and then kill some guys on the way and then get to your ultimate goal. I love that. I Yeah, Mega Man definitely needs a resurgence. We're seeing a lot of these resurgences happen, like seeing Resident Evil do seven, right? And pretty yep. much become the king of horror again was really cool. Seeing Devil May Cry go back to the original timeline and just nail it. That's the thing. That's what you need now. You need the, the DMC devil sword. Yeah, oh, fuck. That'd be giant. Yeah. I saw someone do it. Like, it was like Rooster Teeth when they had this guy who does like builds for cosplay, and he did it, and that shit was as big as this table. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I was like, damn. And it opened, too. He made it to where it could open. He put LED lights in the bitch. I was like, there's no fucking way. I saw uh, on TikTok, again, there's this cosplay shop that just sells cosplay weapons somewhere. It's in some mall in some fucking state. But they had the actual Soul Edge from Soul Calibur with the bone sticking out. They had, like, a resin eyeball on the hilt. And And behind that... You couldn't even see all the swords because they were all just stacked so tightly. And I recognized every single one of them from a different game or anime. And I'm like, I would like to go to there. I want to go there. Dude, there was one. It was just like, it was just like a college fair or some shit. And there was a wood shop class. And I wanted this thing so bad, but mom said no. But they had somebody made a replica Fallout laser gun Holy out shit. of wood. And it just needed to be painted. And I was like, please, mom, please. She goes, no, what are you going to do with that? And I'm like, mom, come on. <laughs> That's incredible. I was so like, I was like, God, please. That shit was so cool. Man, they really started selling Fallout stuff way too late. I remember being in high school and being like, 
please just give me anything from Three or New Vegas. And there was no merchandise whatsoever except for the bobbleheads, which were like $500 a piece at the time. The, I still think New Vegas' collectorization is really cool. Yeah. Having the platinum chip in there. I've always like, wanted that. But um, My buddy Jonathan has it, and I'm like, yeah, I'm just like, Phew. Every time I go to his house, I will open it, look at it, and like, cool, and just put it back. And it was only after like four and seventy six where they were like, "We're making like power helmets and the weapons from the game and Nuka Cola and shit." And at that point, I was soured on it because it's from four and seventy six. Yeah, I'm like, mm. I'm hoping, I'm hoping if we get like a, a new Vegas remaster or something that like they put a bunch of new shit from there. I do have one thing that's, well, I have a couple of things that are pre Fallout Four that were like licensed i have the lone wanderer action figure oh fuck really yes i have all the fallout 3 pops which obviously those are going to get made at some point but i also have the vault tech lunch lunchbox mm. that um has the 101 and all the people like pointing and walking towards it and it's like dilapidated it looks like it's been through a blast it's so fucking cool i would want a statue of just the ncr ranger from New Vegas, I like, would, I would love that shit. That would be the killer. Like that, because I the only Fallout stuff that I have right now, or that I had, was the the power armor from '76. But that's just been in the series forever. Well, and then Vault if Pearl. we can get a model for the NCR Ranger, we can 3D print one. <laughs> Trust me, if if we start 3D printing all the shit we want, I'm gonna I'm gonna come up with like a fucking list of okay. So I want a Dante statue <laughs> with the Devil Sword Sparta. I want a. A Mega Man X statue where he's jumping and looking cool. Uh, I want a Rangi Kuta. Wait, oh, that's the wrong one. Uh, I want. <laughs> just go. It's gonna be dangerous. Oh yeah, because you know, you know, one of us is gonna be like, "How about uh, your but naked?" <laughs> and we're all gonna be like, "No, no." And then we're gonna come by. But what I'm, if we did though? I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna come by, and Matt's gonna be like, "Hey guys, check this out." <laughs> it's just done. Yeah, considering the amount of times we've walked in and seen some porn on Matt's computer. That he says a, was a joke. Yeah, the Skyrim sex mod. The Skyrim sex mod, he has a bunch of porn screensavers. screensavers. He says they're jokes, but... We'll see how jokey they are when I live here. Look, and I can I, look I'm just saying... Observe Matt. He's, got a, he's got a lot of them saved. And, like, after the joke was done, he didn't delete them. <laughs> look, I'm just saying... I'm glad Matt can listen to this one. We haven't spoiled <laughs> yeah. anything yet. Want to talk Maybe. about Yakuza? No, yes. <laughs> you know. Now that we're uh, an hour and 20 minutes in, I'll spoil Yakuza now. Okay, Matt, don't listen. Matt, cut it off here. Uh, I'm going into Yakuza 3. I'm very short. Like, I've got three chapters left, I think. All right, Matt, we're going to give you five seconds. Five, four, three, two, one. Majima's back. Majima, dude, I fucking love Majima's arc in 3. Me too. He, like, you can see the depression, and then Kiryu comes back, and then... And he is all in. He he gets hype. At the beginning, he starts off kind of depressed, and then Kiryu's like, why is, is he acting so weird because he's actually betrayed this directive that I gave him? And then they go down into the Coliseum, and Majima's like, yeah, it's it's just been sitting down here gathering dust. And then he flicks on the lights, and everybody in the Majima family's there to watch them fight. And then he smiles for the first time when they actually like pick each other up after the fight. 
And then uh, at the Diet building, they send like a fucking billion security dudes after Kiryu, and he has to fight him in front of this big Japanese like government building. And it's just him versus a billion dudes in black suits. There's helicopters going over, like, what the fuck's going on in front of the Diet building? And then this pink dump truck just (laughs) pile drives its way through all of them and skids up next to Kiryu. And he's like, get in! Yeah, and he's he's got the classic outfit back on there's like leather interior in this pink dump truck so you know he's been just like tricking it out you know that's that's what took him so long to get there was he's yeah like, he was no, like, it has to be perfect it's gonna look so fucking he's got like a can of spray paint on the side of the thing what was the what was his his second in command's name from kawami 2 fuck i can't remember it i think it's the same guy from kawami 1 that sends you all the emails it's like hey man i don't know where majiba is he's probably gonna fight you can you please help me find him i love i love I, he, he's over there going like sir kiryu's in trouble and it's like kiryu can handle himself and he like throws paint at him paint the fucking back of this thing yeah i that guy i feel for him so hard that scene in kawami 2 majiba made doing, him disarm doing, a bomb yeah. dude <laughs> And he was like, <gasps> I, I love, wire and- I love that they, they did the thing where it explodes Yeah, and you're like, no fucking way. And then they're like, oh no, we got it. Yeah. I, I love that scene. It was so fucking good. I, I love Majima and I, um, I'm at the point now where it's like Ricky has gotten his back tattoo finished by, uh, I can never remember the guy's name. The one that did Kiryu's back tattoo. Yeah. That was a nice little moment. Um, you know, I know about Joji now, uh, <laughs> which I cannot take seriously anymore. How do you how do you like the American? I haven't really seen him much at all yet. Okay, so you probably haven't gotten to the where he straight up like curious like who are you? But in Japanese, and the guy just goes, "I'm gonna fucking kill you," in like perfect English, and you're like, "I think I'm." Getting and I love Kiryu's like what? <laughs> He's like, "I don't." Did you? anyone else get that and like just pulls a gun on he's like oh fuck <laughs> i got back to okinawa so i think that's coming up pretty soon yeah. he he's a fun character just because of that like few lines he has where it, you're like all right we're gonna fight him and he, perfect english you're like oh holy shit hell yeah oh did you see by the way gaiden might get an english dub and uh or the the other yakuza game with kiryu yeah and they asked that an interviewer asked uh the english dub of kiryu like would you be down for karaoke and he goes fuck yeah hell and yeah I, dude. and i'm like we're gonna get an official damadane english karaoke. english dub from kiryu fuck yes there's already an english dub from like a dragon but we're gonna get it from kiryu and i'm like please dear god he's down you already have an English dub of, of Bakumitai there. Yeah. All of his songs. Machine Gun Kiss is there. It's got an English dub from Like a Dragon. Give me like, Judgment. D- dude. I want to see that shit so bad. Judgment already has a it, lot it, of English in it, there. It has a lot of English. Well, it's it's like Japanese dialect English. Like, he's doing it correctly in the way that... It should be said. But, yes. like, it's, it's breaking is, is said, like, blaking. Yeah. But that's... You know that's yeah. the thing. This, I, if you speak English, we are ja- bad boys. <laughs> that's that's the one that kills me. Every time me and Matt listen to that in the car, <laughs> that's the part that we always harmonize on. Because it's so good, like it's so stupid, but it's also just like the most hype part of the song. Judgment's so good. It's such a good song. I agree. No, the the one song from Yakuza that that gives me an aneurysm every time I, th- I hear it is the vocal theme when you're decorating the women in the cabaret. Because that shit is aggressive. I, I was playing that when oh, I was doing my room the other day. Dude, that shit is legitimately like, 
what? But it also like makes me want to dance. Oh no, it's so, it's so nice. But you're just going like, dude, what? Yeah. <laughs> like I, I I looked at the lyric video and I was like, what is this? Yeah, it's good it's, though. I I love that game series now. I'm all the music. It's music always slaps, fucking dude. Fire! I cannot wait for you to do the final boss theme. The music of that is so good. I I can't wait. I I can't wait really to start four now. And I think I'm gonna. Well, considering that Ishin comes out in just a couple of months, I'd I'll, say play Ishin. Well, well, I I know there's characters from four and five that are in Ishin, so I might do four, five, Ishin, six. Yeah, I mean, there's like. I mean, to be fair, there is like a dragon characters in that game, but. Oh well, yeah, I mean, but th- again, I'll just, I'll just focus main series for now. To be the fair, to, to be the fair, to be fair, none of the characters in Ishin are their counterpart from the games, right? So they they are modeled after them, but they are different characters, of course. Like case in point, Ryoma, who is the Kiryu model, does not give a fuck who you are. He's ready to slice some bitches and shoot some bitches. But also, if Kiryu wanna, doesn't kill. Ryoma fucking murders. I want to have that connection of oh, oh I yeah. see the face and it's like. Because I've seen, uh, I know Kashiwagi's in it, and I'm like, that's my boy. By the way, mm-hmm. super fucking pissed on how he died. Mm-hmm. Bullshit. You just fucking fly a helicopter up to his office and shoot him? That man deserved to die in a fight. And you didn't give that to him. Fuck you. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm coming for Joji and the American asshole. I, uh... <sighs> yeah, it sucks, dude. Like... The... If anyone deserved it, it was him. Because for me, it was like, Kashiwagi is the tape that holds the Tojo clan together. Yeah. And now he's fucking gone. I mean, you're about to see, four and five, the Tojo clan is fucked. Yeah. Like, ten times sideways. The whole plot of Like a Dragon is how fucked the Tojo clan becomes. To the point where the Omi Alliance is there. Like, yeah, no, Like a Dragon story is literally just like, Tojo clan? (laughs) Huh? I'm also still really pissed that Ryuji never comes back. That, like... Fuck you. Ryuji was the coolest villain that they've ever had. That's why That's why I told you, stop at Kwame 2 for a bit and, and savor that. Because then you could go, man, I really like this. Like, that's what I did when I was playing the series first. Because I played Kwame 2 when it launched. And I was like, fuck, this game is good. And I saw people say, hey... This is the time to take a break, and I did. I said, okay, fine. And so I let myself take a break. I let me experience that story, let it flow through. Zero, one, and two. Stellar trilogy. Yeah. I and don't, then I picked up three, and I was like, oh. Wow. I don't miss Kaoru as much because, you know, they ended things amicably, and it's like, she's got to go do what she's got to do. And well, the thing is, she ended, they ended amicably in three. Yeah. In two, it's very clear that we're going to stay together. Yeah. Because we almost died on top of this rooftop together. And then in three, it goes, well, anyway, so I'm going to America. And he's like, all right, have fun. But it's it's like she she's on assignment and she spent her life trying to be a police officer. And that's all that she really has left besides Kiryu. Look, to me, to me I, I treat Yakuza the same way I treat Supernatural. The first three games in, in Yakuza is canon. The rest are fun fan fiction that happens afterward. Yeah. But I don't know. It. Like I'm okay with that because I know Kiryu's secure enough of a person to be like, if she really wants to come back, she'll come back. I don't and need her to five. be a complete person. The they they really fucked that whole thing up in five because you get a fucking email about it, not from her, about what she's doing now, and Kiryu's just kind of like, oh, 
I she mean, got okay. shot in LA and she's dead. Or no. Some shit. Do you care if I say it or you want to find that out yourself? I want to find out myself. Okay. I I really just want what's best for Majima at this point. I'm very interested to see. Hey, just I'm just saying. Yakuza four. Good and things. Five. Good things or bad things. Well, you'll get there. Fuck. <laughs> no, it's it's actually really cool. It's it is probably because I didn't see it coming until I played four, and then I was like, "Who's this big guy? Who's this Dave Batista looking bitch?" Sworn brother. And then and then I'm like, "Oh, yeah, four. You trust me? Four is is the is the game because I know he's in six from my drunken time spent with that. So I'm very excited to see that reunion. Uh, yeah, he's also in. He, both of them are a boss fight together in like a dragon. Fuck yeah! I was wondering because like I I didn't know if Majimo was in the game at all. I'm hap- like, I'll happily spoil that one for you because I played the whole game in English dub just because I wanted to hear the new actors. And Matt Mercer is Majima in that, and he nails it. And then I'm like, oh sick! And then then music starts playing. I go, oh no! And you're fighting Majima. You're like, oh, I can take this. And then his swarm brother goes, let me in on the and you have to fight both of them. And I'm like, oh fuck and i died i'm actually like three f- different times in that fight i'm actually concerned about that game for when i play it because it's like every fight i go into in every yakuza game that i've played thus far i'm like i'm fucking kiryu i've got all these skills i'm the dragon style master i i'm the best fighter in japan ever i got this but in that one it's like that's fucking Majima. This guy is undiagnosed schizophrenic, yeah. and maybe he has like a baseball bat. He's gonna get fucking killed. Hey, but uh, fun fun fact: he becomes a pound mate that you can call as a summon. Hell yeah! And it's the cool and and they play uh, what is it? What's the song? Uh, it's I think it's just receive and uh, I think it's the it's his receive you, but the fourth game mm-hmm. I think. And I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. And he just jumps down a building and throws, like, thousands of his knives. Damn. They are, like, in pur- imbued in purple energy that attack the... And I'm like, fuck, it's so cool. Speaking of which, why has no company ever made, just like, that. a replica of the Demon Fire Dagger? I would I, buy that shit. I would... I want that shit so bad. I'd add so that bad. shit to my collection. That B- So, by the way, off topic, BJ got me the Yamato for Christmas. Virgil's sword. Uh, and I have like I've literally been like the whole time in my head like don't take it out and do the do the thing do not oh I did it 15 it. times before <laughs> you walked like, through the door dude I'm like I've literally been like don't do the thing don't do the thing I bet just, Matt and Carmen just, have been checking these cameras every now and again and I bet they saw me do that shit <laughs> you're just like you're just like swinging around just, I, I was like walking back and forth between my room and the kitchen like holding it like he does and I would take it out and be like shit <laughs> I literally was like holding him like don't do it don't do it if you're just gonna fucking laugh at you it's gonna be cringe don't fucking do it no I I did it several times <laughs> just to get it out of my system so I didn't do it while I was handing it to you a uh, little more in the Yakuza talk uh, I actually I would say before let me see when this one came out because actually I would say if you want to play chronologically you might want to go Dead Cell Dead Cells Dead Souls I, I do want to play Dead Souls it takes place after 4 Okay, after four? Okay. Yeah, it, that's where the timeline splits. It goes one, two, three, four, Dead Souls, or five. Yeah, because it's apparently two days after the release of four, so it was like, yeah. Um, or at least it was supposed to be two days after four. Um, and I have it uh, downloaded on my Steam Deck. Yeah, yeah, you're going to have to play four, because uh, 
Aki Aki's in the in the game. Yeah, he's in Ishin too, I think. Yeah, but um, yeah, I. I'm, I'm just saying, to... I don't want to spoil it, but I mean, it's on, it's on the cover of the game. Yeah, but uh, that's where Ryuji comes back. Yeah, that's why I'm yeah. like, I need to get to Dead Souls <laughs> now. Yeah, and and he goes full on Barrett. Fuck yeah, he's got an arm gun. <laughs> that's fire. I can't wait to play that one. I'm um. I need to find a day that I can sit down with Joey because we've tried to get Emu Deck running on my Steam Deck a couple of times now. Yeah. And um, I think I realized what it was. They changed the path from SD card to like reading on the Steam gaming mode. And uh, they just recently refixed it. So now I think Emu Deck should work fine and I'll be able to play that and then the Kingdom Hearts games, which are the only three things that I. Are they not on Steam Deck? They're not on Steam. Oh, fuck, because they were epic, right? Yep, epic. Damn. Only. Every Final Fantasy game is Epic and Steam. Kingdom Hearts is only on Epic, which is fucking ridiculous. I wonder if Epic paid for like a li- uh, exclusivity for it. They probably did. Yeah. And I hope that that ends someday because I would love to buy them officially. But until then, I will emulate them every fucking day. And I have the, you know, the PS4 copies. If I was I gonna say to me, to me, if you own a copy, emulation is a lot easier. And I, unless it's the case of like the 3DS where they're about to shut the servers down, you can no longer physically buy some of these games. Yeah. Like to me, emula- if you're gonna emulate games that are readily available, to me it's like have the game. Yeah, that's. Like, if you're just going to steal it because you don't want to pay for it, you're being an asshole. And even then, if I'm if I'm given the choice, I'll buy a game twice. Like Elden Ring, I've I bought it on PS5. I'm gonna buy Crisis Core on Switch. Or if I get a Steam Deck there. Um, just because, like, I will happily play that game again on Portable. Exactly. And that's a game that I will I know I'll come back to. So having it on more current platforms. I bought Resident Evil 4 on everything that it's ever been on. Bro. So I'm not opposed to buying games again. It's just, like, let me buy them. <laughs> yeah, that's been my biggest problem with a lot of how Nintendo views, like, emulation. Is it's like, you're stealing. It's like, no. You just don't give me the option to buy. Exactly. Like, I will happily give you my money, but you won't let me. And so I want... a lot of shit like that. I want, like, like, here's... And also, here's the thing. If you put the Fire Emblem games at a reasonable price on the Switch, I'll buy them all. I'm not paying $170 just to play one of Ike's games. Yep. Fuck you. They could just do, like... That'd actually be a fun playthrough on our channel, because I've never played the Ike, Ike games. I've never played them either. I started with Awakening, and then I've just played everything since then. I've never gone back. I, I've gone back because I bought the DS one, which I think was Shadow Dragon. I saw that in your case. I did play um, Shadows of Valentia, but, I mean, it's a remake, but that yeah, doesn't really count. Which is count. a fucking great remake. Yeah. Um, Shadow Dragon's good, but it's the one that it's one before Casual, so it was very much just like, fuck. Yeah. Uh, I beat it, thank God, but I was like, damn, I was, I was like sweating half the time. Um, but, uh, I, I want to go back and play like Tharcha or Tharchia, whatever, 776 or whatever the fuck it's called, 1776, whatever that one is. Cause like that one, everybody says is fucking amazing. Um, I, Genealogy of the Holy War. That's the one that I hear about the most often. If they're going to make a remake, do that one next. Honestly, I'm, I'm interested in Engage. I just, I don't know what it is about that game. I, it's, seeing it, like at least the presentation of it, I'm not super keen on, but I did a deep dive and apparently this game is going harder into the RPG parts and less on the social aspect. Yeah. So it's going to be more of a traditional Fire Emblem game just with a lot of nostalgia baked into it. Me and Taylor were talking about it and um, 
I, I think the story is nothing to write home about from what I've seen so far. It seems like it was just ported from the mobile game. And then I think it's really just a blueprint to see what they can do with gameplay for the next mainline. My thing with the next mainline is before, like, obviously if Engage is, is going to be that template game, I hope the gameplay is stellar. Because I'm, I'm going to be honest, I think Three Houses would have been a good template. But I understand because, like, it wasn't as hardcore RPG yeah. as the previous ones were. I mean, just looking at the the way the battle maps are set up and everything, I really like the way that Engage looks. It's just the story doesn't interest me whatsoever. Yeah, and I also, my thing is, I don't want them to take away the social aspect. One of my favorite parts, at least of Awakening, what was going like, that's because of the time travel mechanic, it made sense, but like pairing characters off and seeing them get married and then going, here's their kid, and then you go, cool, what are they? And it's like, oh, they're Pegasus Knight with this, and like, fuck yeah. You got, you literally got to see the, like, your choices of your little pieces on the board make sense. And, uh, I think that it can be a good choice if they're focusing less on social aspects so that they can have a couple of characters that have really good stories well, and, and then focus the rest of that dev time on the actual to, gameplay. And, like, I, I say that as someone who really loves Shadow Valencia, which is a set story of Alm and Celica mm-hmm. and there are other characters there. But, like, I'm... I, my thing is, if you're gonna give me the option of a protagonist, then let me do the, the the things that are optional. But if you're gonna tell me a set story and you're gonna take away a lot of my agency, just give me a set character. Yeah, like that's kind of been my my whole thing with Fire Emblem, because like Robin, it like Robin is just like, I, and this is with any game, like with uh, my a lot of my my opinions on games like Mass Effect, Fire Emblem, Skyrim, all these games where you I was play. I to buy that for the Steam Deck, by the way. Mass Effect? Completely unsupported. Doesn't work on Steam Deck at all. Fuck. Damn it. And I was hyped because it was the collection was $15. But they were like, no, it doesn't work. Fuck you, EA. Yeah. But uh, a lot of those games I have the opinion on of like, if, if you're going to give me like... Pretty much like the player character is literally just you, right? Like I see a lot of people who will say like, oh, well, this is my headcanon of this or this is what I think of this. My whole thing is I'm like, this is whatever you want. Yeah. Like the the characters you interact with have set stories, set backgrounds, set everything. But like you get to, if you give me those options, I'm playing however the fuck I want to play. I'm doing whatever I want to do. And my thing is you're giving me the option like I... Having the option to play as a male, male and female is good, but if you're just going to be like, it's just, that's the only reason. Yeah, it's just aesthetic differences. And already, matter. I already, maybe it's just me. I don't think they know how to do a good female protagonist. Yeah. I <laughs> like, mean, Byleth, Byleth, I, I, when I first played the game, I played male Byleth alone due to how I thought, how shitty female Byleth looks. The closest thing they've gotten to a good female protagonist is Lucina. And Lucina's not the protagonist. <laughs> well, and even then, Robin, like, Ro- like Robin doesn't change outfits, male or female. Corin doesn't change outfits, male or female. Yep, that was my thing. I'm like, why? He's out. <laughs> as uh, as Etika R.I.P. the Joy-Con boy once said, uh, waifu kamui bare feet foot jobs, my boy. Yep. And a uh, man, I've. She needs armor everywhere but those feet. Well, she. I think it's the dragon thing, right? Because I, I, I think every dragon character tends to be barefoot in the games, except Rhea. I don't know. I mean, I Spoilers don't see a for reason for it. They always wear full plate armor, and then, oh, look at my feet. <laughs> They're literally just made for foot fetish, motherfuckers. Like, just get some shoes. If they, if for some reason your other armor is fine, and then your shoes just explode off your body, just buy a couple of burner pairs of shoes then. 
you're going into battle and you go, I don't need these shoes. <laughs> yeah, kick them off. That's the easiest solution there. No, but like, looking at Alir, which I think is the main character of uh, Engage, mm-hmm. the male one looks the closest to not being shit. Like, I don't know what it is with the female designs. They both doing. just look like DeviantArt OCs to me. I mean, yeah, but, but like... the longer hair on the female and the big eyelashes definitely put it over the edge. I, I'm going for the dude just because, one, I don't know what it is. Just the long hair of, like, one is stark, ugly-ass blue, and the other is, like, blood red, and I'm just like... Mm-hmm. I mean, I generally always pick the male characters in Fire Emblem because I want it to be... I always name them after myself. It's always me. I tend... Yeah, any first playthrough of of an RPG like that, I tend to play as myself and and make decisions that I feasibly would make in those scenarios. The only thing that I don't do that with is Zelda because it's like, that's fucking Link. Come on. Well, yeah. Well, no. They don't give me an option to play as someone else. It's Link. Yeah. I'm not naming him anything else than Link. But, uh... I'm excited for Engage. I, I'm excited to play a Fire Emblem game. Like I, I want to play Awakening, but I also just kind of want to have Engage yeah. there. But I don't know how how well I'm going to like it. Yeah, I, I, I'm definitely cautiously optimistic about it. Um, the one thing that I want to see that will never get made is fucking a Tokyo Mirage Session sequel. Because I, I actually really like that as a, um, a turn-based RPG really like the combat system and then i love people who will say that oh this this clearly set the groundwork for persona 5 not knowing that persona 5 has been in development since 4 ended yeah and it's just they've been putting it on hold for so many other projects it got announced for the ps3 they made catherine to see if the graphics would work on the ps3 like it's wild Tokyo mirage sessions is persona light is what it feels like and then because i'll be honest the fire emblem aspect of that game is rarely there just the it's fact just that the, the characters, characters are yeah. there crom's there it's uh, tiki is the stuff. dna is more smt than anything also this is another point in awakening's favor stop using child tiki you yeah. have an adult model of her fucking use her like me why, and taylor just had that same conversation like i literally like she's one of the coolest characters in awakening too because of this and like she's so because she's a character you have seen before and because of how her race lives, she can be in Awakening. Yep. And so you actually get to see her. And I'm like, she's also just, her design is clean. But they keep going, no, child Tiki. Which, again, adorable, but like also, I don't know that child. Yeah. I know adult Tiki, and I seem to never... It's, it's canon that she's grown up now, so, you know. But they keep going, no, let's use the kid. And I wonder if that's just for Japan. Which really it has upsets to be. me. It upsets me because I'm like, dude, I want adult Tiki because she's cool as fuck. Yeah. Like she, like honestly, like her character in Awakening was really fun. I was so tempted to romance her instead of uh, who I, I, mean, I, I get it for TMS and I get it for um, what was it, Warriors? Because that's the most recognizable version, and it's yeah. a it's a collaboration game, so you want to put in the most recognizable version. Well, yeah, and I guess I understand but, for TMS because like, but for everything else, like if it's a canonical experience, make that bitch an adult. Also, I'm very interested in in to me, they've pretty much done what I view as again. I've, I said there's no canon, but how I've played these games, Robin is a dude, Corn's a girl, and Violet is a guy. That's yeah. how I have gone through these games. As that's what I feel as what makes the most sense for me i i think in my mind shez is also a guy even though it's not main series shez to me so the only reason that i I give a a, a weight to shez is because he's voiced by a guy in smosh 
and I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that until I, I, I heard his voice. I'm like, why does that sound so familiar? And one of the, like, best of small shit came up, and I'm like, ah, oh, fuck it, I'll watch it. And I heard him, I go, there's no fucking way. Damn. But it, it is him, and he does a great job. Um, but I, I will give it the female shares on that one. Just because, I don't know, I like, I love, I love the idea of just this, like, dork of a girl. <laughs> Yeah, who's who gets like all these cool powers? Because Byleth's a dork, but they're like they have the whole thing of the emotionless like backstory and all that shit. But that's the reason. Shez that is I, just a goofball. Byleth is the reason that I say Shez is a guy, because in uh, Warriors Three Hopes or whatever the fuck they call it, I think girl Byleth is canon for that one, and well, I, they, I like them being opposite. I mean, yeah, that that one I feel like that, I mean they clearly were like showed off, showing off as her. And it makes sense. And then Engage goes, not me, Byleth. Yeah. I, I, oh, oh, by the way, this is, this is completely stupid bullshit, like drama shit. Apparently the R Byleth subreddit got nuked because there was no moderator and they just kept posting porn of female Byleth. Oh no. And right now, if the only Byleth subreddit that exists is RM Byleth, that was made because apparently in the R Byleth subreddit, they, they had a rule that says no artwork of the male version Byleth. That's a weird yeah. rule. I, that's my thing. I was like, okay, cool. I didn't. I was like, whatever. I so I followed the other one just because I followed both. So I'm like, cool. But yeah, there was a point where the Byleth subreddit just kept getting way more, just too horny. Yeah. And I was like, all right, whatever. That's fire emblem for you. Well, yeah. To be fair, just go to shitpost them, and you'll see how horny those motherfuckers can actually get in their jokes. Yep. Anything else you want to talk about? No, I think we've uh, exhausted our points today. Right, we so didn't we, have points, but we, I we mean, had some good talks about this, some different topics. This is where you and me, I think, shine, and I, I cannot wait to have one with Matt where we can go back onto like a stationary, like, all right, podcast. Because, yep. yeah, well, well, you and me just <laughs> tend to go off on tangents so easily. Yeah. But anyway, thank you guys for listening. Uh, check out all the socials. We got Instagram, TikTok. We have YouTube now. Some live streams happening here and there. We'll probably do more once Matt gets back. Yep. Um... And uh, I did want to say one thing. My roommate sent me something. Okay. In 1920, we took children out of the coal mines. In 2020, the most popular video game on the market was Minecraft. The children yearn for the mines. And that's how we'll close it out. Y'all have a safe rest of your day. And as always, take it sleazy.